is Jennifer from Bryan Community Church here in Bryan, Texas. And um, welcome if this is your first time joining us. We are a new church plant uh, here in the community. We are only five months old. And uh, one of the ways in which we get the word out is uh, through YouTube. And uh, I record my sermons each and every week, unless it's a crazy week and I, and I miss it. Uh, but that is the goal. And at Bryan Community Church, we are here to love God, love people, and to share Christ's hope with the world. And so I thank you for joining us. If this is your first time, I encourage you to visit us online at bryancommunitychurch.org, or you can visit our Instagram and Facebook pages. Send me an email at info at bryancommunitychurch.org. I would love to hear from you. If there's a way that I can pray for you or answer any questions, I would be happy to do so. Uh, so what I am doing is beginning a new series. Uh, I did this past Sunday and it's entitled Body Language. Uh, I give kudos to uh, Sarah Hadley. She's our worship leader. Uh, she found a series uh, similar to this online and she forwarded it to me. And so basically it has inspired um, my messages. Um, I'm not rereading anything that somebody has already wrote and said what I'm doing is I am using the, the theme and I am running with it. And um, when we talk about body language uh, in this series, we're talking about the body of Christ. The body of Christ is the church. Uh, and when I talk about language, I'm talking about the way in which we communicate with one another as a body of Christ. Um, how we interact on a Sunday morning with one another, how we interact during a Bible study or throughout the week, or how is the body of Christ interacting with other people around them. And so uh, I think it's pivotal to start this conversation early on as a new church. One, because now is the time that we set the tone for who we are and who we are going to be. Um, what do people see in Bryan Community Church looking from the outside and I also think it's incredibly important uh, that we have this conversation um, so that we can succeed. Because here's the thing, I think there are unfortunately a lot of people um, who want to see the church fail. Um, or uh, I also think there's a lot of people who have been hurt by the church and so um, they are longing for a, a church community to, to be different. Uh, unfortunately, there's been um, some folks who have taken the gospel and they have hurt other people with it. And we don't want to do that uh, by any means. Uh, Jesus only wants love and life for us. And so as a community of believers, uh, we are going to have this conversation now and uh, we are going to show that there is hope in the world because I think uh, the world is looking for that. Unfortunately, there's just so much ugly and um, as the body of Christ, we have the opportunity to show that Jesus is alive and he's living through um, the men and women and the children who are so vital to Brian community. Um, so as I begin, um, I want to share with you just the power of words. Today, I just want to focus on the power uh, that the body has in using their words. There's a proverb, um, 18 verses 21, it says, the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So the tongue, our mouths, the, we have the ability to, to put forth life in the world by the things that we say. And so um, I think it's really important that, that we talk about this um, because words have power. Uh, this past week, I asked the congregation, I said, raise your hands um, 
if you've ever had an evaluation at work and as you were you were um, you know going into your evaluation your boss told you all of the things that you did really really well and and overall it was an incredible evaluation and there was just one teensy tiny area of improvement uh, that he or she told you that you needed to work on well coming out of that meeting and he or she could have told you 99 things that you were doing absolutely fabulous but why is it that one small easy uh tiny area of improvement was the one thing that that you were focused on the most and i think um you know this proverb says it all and uh, we know that there is power in the words that we say. That's why um, that one small area of improvement stuck with us so, so much. Um, words bring life and they can bring death. Think about it. Let's um, talk just a, a couple of examples. Uh, if I say I love you, that is life giving. If I say the opposite, oh, I hate you. That's, that's death giving. I love you, I hate you, right? The power of words, life and death. The power of the tongue can bring life or death. I'm proud of you. Oh, I'm so ashamed of you. I value you. I can't stand what you bring to the table. You are so, so smart. You are stupid, right? I mean, these are just small examples, but it goes to show that there is power in the things that we say. And we are to use our words to build up, to bring forth life as a body of Christ, as opposed to tearing one another down. Uh, as a kid, and even to this day, I just dreaded hearing from the people that I cared about the most. I am so fill in the blank, disappointed in you. So as we talk about our body language and as we talk um, about the church, as men and women of God, I'm going to encourage us that uh, we are speaking life to each other. Um, isn't that right, Walter? I don't know if my sound is picking up on this, uh, but I have, um, let me show you. I have one of my favorite little buddies right spend my morning helping me and um, I like how his helping is sleeping I'm a little jealous of him that he gets to sleep in uh, but I don't that's why I have my coffee with me all right so words that bring life God is a God of life it only makes sense uh, if you think about the Word of God starting at the beginning in Genesis um, it was with God's words that he created life. Uh, the heavens and the earth, the animals and the land and sea, Adam and Eve. I mean, all he had to do was speak. And it was brought into to existence. And God brings life with his words. And if God is living in us, and if God has created us in God's image, then we should too also tap into that ability. There, you can hear it. We should tap into that ability to listen and to speak life through the words that we say. Do we always do that? No. I mean, we are not perfect. There was only one perfect person, and that was Jesus 
Christ, but yet uh, we are called to lean in towards that perfection uh, and to love others as perfectly as Christ loved us. And we can do that in the words that we say. So then also, as I was preparing for this message, um, I endure, um, or I, see, why is it that whenever I go to record, there's noise? Well, Walter has decided that he's, he's going to help with the sermon today. Maybe we'll pretend that that's an amen if he's barking. Um, I uncovered uh, some statistics which I thought were interesting as I was preparing for this sermon. Uh, one, uh, John Gottman, uh, a few years ago, he discovered this ratio. Um, he was studying marriages and he was studying um, what considers a healthy marriage. And um, as he was researching, he said that basically to have a healthy marriage, to have the ideal healthy marriage between husband and wife, that um, for every five words that are spoken positive, that they could have one negative word, right? Because let's think about it. Like there are times when we have to um, lovingly encouraging, encourage our spouse, uh, maybe with some constructive criticism. For an example, in my house, um, honey, thank you, thank you for making the spaghetti. Um, I love your heart and what you did um, to, to take care of me and the girls. But for now, I think I'm going to make the spaghetti, right? For every five positive words, uh, sometimes there is a negative and that's okay and that's healthy. And I would just like to say that um, it is my husband for now on who is going to make the spaghetti because um, I just, it's just not as, as good as mine. Or excuse me, mine is just not as good as his. Um, continuing on uh, the research of John Gottman's, other folks have taken um, to this idea of, of words and how they matter. Um, and another research showed that in the workforce and a work team, that again, for every five words that are positive, there can be one negative. And so this is having a healthy work team and a healthy and work environment. And then from there, they took it and they observed children. And again, this five to one ratio continued uh, to, to show that five words um, must be positive to one negative, that human growth and productivity requires this, this five to one ratio, five positive words um, and one negative. Now, um, it was also studied that on average, the world doesn't operate this way. Unfortunately, on average, what is taking place is that for every positive word, there is one negative word. And, and that's not a healthy relationship. That's not healthy marriages. That's not healthy work teams. That's not healthy um, raising children and supporting them, which makes me think, no wonder our nation's so divided. Right? No wonder the divorce rate is so high. No wonder suicide rates are what they are in church. This matters. If, if people matter, if we're going to love people, then we need to pay attention to these statistics. And we need to start as a church to change the way in which we are talking to one another. That we need to, to get to that five to one ratio. We have to become aware. Uh, we have to be careful of the things that we say and we have to do better why because the top the tongue has the power of life and death and we want to bring life to the world we want to tap into that holy spirit christ who's living inside of us uh, the one who breathes life into this world 
And we want to participate with God and bring life into this world. And so I wonder how it is that we're going to tackle this. And this is a challenge for us. It's not impossible. In fact, um, I think it's totally doable and we can do that. Uh, from 1 Thessalonians 5.11, the Apostle Paul, he's writing to the church in Thessalonica and he writes these words. He says, therefore, church, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you are doing. So the church in Thessalonica, they were getting a lot of pressure from, from the outsiders, those who were non-believers, uh, the, the government, and they were just being persecuted and, and attacked because they believed in Jesus Christ. And so the Apostle Paul, he writes to the church, he says, look, you are doing a great job. You are staying connected to one another. And I want to encourage you to continue to encourage one another and to continue to build one another up just as you are doing. And so church, this is where we get to learn um, that, that we have to be each other's cheerleaders, that we are going to have to find the good in the other person sitting next to us, behind us, or around us, or whoever comes into our life that God places in our life, that we have to encourage that person. We're going to have to see the value that God sees in them. If God has created each and every person and has breathed life into him or her, we have to see that they have value and find that value and encourage that person. And we have to, to tell them. We have to build them up. Now, I remember uh, when I was in high school, I think I was a sophomore, a sophomore, or junior, sophomore, and uh, I went to, it was called Millie Lewis, um, I think a talent agency or, or a talent competition, I can't, I can't quite remember. But anyways, um, I, I participated in this modeling and talent competition and uh, I went to Charleston, South Carolina. It's one of my favorite places in, in all of the country. I think it's absolutely beautiful. And anyways, and I went and I, I participated, I competed in, a, a, in the dance competition. I, I tap dance um, random, um, but I love to tap dance. It might be like the one, um, extracurricular activity that I that I'm good at and um, and while I was there uh, what we did is, is we gathered as a group of people and um, those who were leading uh, us in this competition and there were children there were uh, teenagers there were adults um, there were people there competing to model to, to dance to um, um, try out for a soap opera to act uh, there were comedians. It was really neat to just see the diversity in the room and all of the incredible uh, men and women and children. And so what we were encouraged to do was to, to get together and then walk around the room, uh, shaking our hands, looking another person in the eye. And then we had to introduce ourselves, but not only introduce ourselves, we had to compliment the other person on something um, that was that was valuable uh, to them or that they were really good at. So um, I might go and I might tell somebody that she's absolutely beautiful or I might go to another person and say, he's incredibly, um, just uh, just incredibly uh, funny and uh, he's just got this characteristic that, that just draws you in, right? Because um, he was trying out for, um, for a, a television show, right? He wanted um, to, to be picked up um, you know, by someone so that he could continue to act. Um, and so why this was profound to me, maybe not then at the time, um, but, but now looking back at that, uh, it was just so important to, to, 
to remember that it doesn't matter who we are, it doesn't matter what our age is, it doesn't matter what we look like, um, but we are all important and we all have value and we have to encourage one another. We have to celebrate each other's gifts and graces. And so, I don't know, I always think about that um, whenever I go and meet another person. I try to find uh, that, that one or five things um, that makes them who they are and celebrate it. And I think we need to do that um, with one another. And I definitely think we could do that even more in the church um, because that's the one place, that is the absolutely one place where we should be encouraging to each other because we are celebrating uh, that we are connected through Christ um, and that we are called to love one another. And so the Apostle Paul challenged the, the church in Thessalonica. He is challenging us today. God is challenging us today. Um, but I know it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy because we have to change sometimes our mindset. Uh, Unfortunately, sometimes we are just negative people or uh, sometimes people uh, grade on us on the wrong way. They just, they just wear on us maybe because their personality is different than we are. Um, and so we have to stop uh, speaking sometimes and, and start listening more and watching, right? And what is, what is, the, um, what is the expression um, that we are, we are taught we are to be slow to speak, or hold on, what is it? Slow to speak, quick to listen and slow to speak, quick to listen and slow to become angry. Look, now I have to look it up. Um, we're, we're gonna have to actually do less talking and more listening so that we can build one another up. So how are we gonna do better? How are we gonna change this healthy uh, relationships? And I'm looking it up on my phone because right now I'm just having a blank. Um, quick to, quick, quick to listen. There we go, James. Be quick to listen and slow to speak. Whew, it only took me how long to do that. See, even pastors, our brains freeze. Um, and <laughs> that's who I am. I just showed you a little bit um, of this imperfect pastor. But let's think about this in our relationships <clears throat> to our spouses. Thank you. Thank you for your help in putting the, the kids to bed, right? Let's encourage them. My husband does that for me. It is so sweet that at night um, he lays down with one, I lay down with the other, and then we swap. When I'm really busy, sometimes he'll take it on and he'll do it himself. It is incredible. And we need to just build our spouses up in that way. Um, your children, oh gosh, our kids, they they care so much about what their parents think of them, which is really good news considering we think that they care about um, their their friends at school. No, for as important as their friends are and as influential as their friends are, at the end of the day, we as parents still matter more than anybody else. And so we have to encourage our children. I'm really proud of you for how hard you've been working to get your grades up. Thank you so much for helping your brother. Thank you so much for helping your sister. We have to encourage our children. And we have to do it within the church. I really appreciate 
Laura on Sunday morning for uh, leading the children the way she does. Or thank you so much, Jennifer and Linda, who get there early to help set up. Or Josh and, and Michael, who sit back on the computer. Thank you for what you do. We have to encourage each other because we're all working really, really hard. And we also know, we also know what it feels like when somebody comes with a, a constructive criticism. Uh, and gosh, if, if we're not careful in the way we, we share those things, it can be really hurtful. And if all we're hearing is the negative and we don't get to hear the positive, man, that, that becomes debilitating sometimes. And our world brothers and sisters, our world needs to hear positive. We need to encourage and we've got to. I mean, Christ, that's what he did for us. He came to give us hope and to, to speak life into us and to, to show us how to bring life in the world. So this is my message, brothers and sisters. What is our body language? What are our words saying to one another? Brian Communion Church. I'm excited as we begin this journey and we set the stage and we set the tone. But brothers and sisters, if you're not part of our church and if you're joining us someplace else in this great nation, let me encourage you to be the light uh, for someone today. I bet there's someone in your life that God places there who's just looking, longing for an encouraging word. Might you encourage each other? And thank you for joining me. And uh, forgive me um, as, I, as I failed in, in forgetting scripture, um, but even more so, just thank you for your encouragement as we can continue to, to love God, to love people, and share Christ's hope with the world. I hope you'll join me again, um, and until next time, may you be blessed.